This is important information. Ready, set, and begin. Who better to talk about the MLS in the Twin Cities than the head coach of your hometown United? All incredible things to look forward to. Now, courtesy of Heineken, this is the Adrian Heath Show. Quintero with a Minnesota goal! The Adrian Heath Show. Oh, what a save by Shuttleworth! Oh, my! Hosted by former player and now loon sideline reporter Jamie Watson. Check this out! Welcome, everybody, to the very first 2018 edition of the Adrian Heath Show presented by Heineken. My name is Jamie Watson, sideline reporter for Minnesota United, and I am very, very lucky to be joined for the second season in a row now by the head coach of Minnesota United, Adrian Heath, the man who this show is aptly named after, the life of the show, the humor of the show, the good looks and charm of the show, what you after? Did I get all of that right? <laughs> That's what you wanted me to say. To exactly. Start. That yeah. was the introduction you were hoping for. Adrian, Adrian. welcome back into season two of a, the Adrian Heath Show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm, they're amazed. They've got us back. I know. We we didn't screw up. In between the two of us, none of us cussed live on air, uh, yeah. did anything to make anybody mad at 1500. Have you got something on somebody here? Somebody who makes the decisions? Brad Lane is the decision maker <laughs> in partnership with our sponsor, Heineken, and, and somehow we've said the right thing to those those groups of people to keep us back. So we'll try not to ruin that again for the season. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. I'm uh, pleased because I think it gives us an opportunity to get a bit more information out to our supporters, which is always important. Well, that's the that's the tagline of the show when you hear commercials running throughout the week on 1500. Insight to the team and stories yeah. you won't hear anywhere else. Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse on that one. Because yeah. some of those stories, we start getting into the good old days and, and then we go down memory lane. But... What we'll do now, talking about getting into stories, we're two months into the season. Yeah. So let's let's recap what all's gone on. I mean, we've had eight games so far for Minnesota United. We've put a, we've got a lot of frequent flyer miles. Yeah. A lot of nights spent in hotels as as it was a very front loaded, road heavy start to the 2018 season for Minnesota United. Um, first of all, how do you just mentally uh, approach all of that when you go into preseason knowing? Hey man, we've got five out of the first seven on the road. Mm-hmm. And How do you get into that mentality for your team. Well, it's it's always going to be the case, you know. If you look at the weather we've had since we started, we would have struggled to have get made, had any games at home the way the weather's been. But we knew we knew we you know five of the first seven were on the road. It was going to be difficult, and not only five on the road. You look at the five teams we've played on the road: Seattle, Portland, uh, Red Bulls. Three really difficult San places. To San Jose, we got be- so we got beat against all of them last year. Well, you admit you forgot one too. There was an Orlando one that. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, but it was always surprised nice. of all the games. That's the one you forgot on the road. <laughs> I, d- I didn't forget it. I just didn't want to mention it again. But well, I brought uh, it up then, so we can uh, we're get- we'll dive a little bit deeper into all those games. I think it's important that we kind of recap the first part of the season as we're about a fourth of the way through the season now. The team sitting at three and five. Two of those wins coming at home, two yeah. out of the three, and then one of those road wins in Orlando. When you look back, we'll go by. Let's go by the first month of March. Yeah, started in San Jose, and then off to Orlando early on, and then back home for that first game against Chicago. The team sat at two and one yeah. for the first three games. Was that the start you were expecting? Was that the start you were hoping for? Was hoping. six points out of yeah. out of nine good for you? You know, you 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 look. You know, I, I always say, and you know you've worked with me long enough, can we work on two points a game, home or away? 
And if you do, that generally puts you somewhere near the top of the league. Yeah, two points a game will win you almost any yeah, league in the world. Exactly. So, you know, that wasn't a bad start. The, the thing for me was that, and that the worrying aspect has been is that we conceded two really cheap goals on the road that night in San Jose. And that's become a regular theme over the last few weeks in terms of conceding two goals in a very short period of time that gives us a mountain to climb in nearly every game that we've been in. And that's something that we have to stop. But in terms of the general play, the general play has been excellent. We have certainly moved the ball and our possession has been better this at this stage than at any stage during last year. When I look back at where we were this time last year, not only were we getting defeats, but there were heavy defeats, but we weren't really in the games. You can't talk about one game this year where we've not really been in the game. Even though, even when I was really critical of the group after the um, the Red Bulls game, New York Red Bulls game, you look back and at, at stages of that game, we had really good opportunities to get ourselves back in the game. We didn't take them on that night. Other nights, we've taken the opportunities when they've come. And even last week, when we were so bad in the first half against Seattle, the second half, we end up getting a goal. And we look more likely to get an equaliser than they did to get the third goal on the day. So there's been some disappointment, certainly on the road, in terms of our defending. But our general play and our football and the, the fact that we believe in what we're trying to do has given me a lot of hope looking forward because there's a lot of growth in this group. And if we can add one or two more players through the year, I'm really confident that we can certainly put a, a far bigger fist of making the playoffs than we did last year. Well, did it help having a preseason when you actually knew who was going to be on your team? Yeah, that does help. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think it was. What, what did we have? We had two players signed when I when I got and here. It was Justin Davis, Kevin Agus at that point, and yeah. then trying to actually integrate twenty seven players all from different countries while they are trying to integrate into a new city and a new country. I mean, it, you know, it's challenging, but we've obviously that's all in the past now. Coming back and knowing three quarters of your group is always a really plus, a good plus sign and. Knowing that the core group that we had to work with, I was really, really pleased with that. And I think we'll touch on the likes of Darwin and Quintero in a bit and people we've brought in. But we, we've added some good pieces to the group. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, Adrian Heath. The Adrian Heath Show, the inaugural episode of the 2018 season as we're kind of catching up on the first month that was. And, and as you mentioned, Darwin Quintero is a, is a big turning point in the season early on for Minnesota United. We'll get to him more. There's been several other things that we'll talk about. But as we kind of recap this month of March, you got a chance to come back home. The first home game was March 17th. You played against Chicago. Mm -hmm. Coming back to TCF Bank Stadium, it had been since October since you got a chance yeah. to play at TCF Bank and play in front of the home crowd. You're always somebody that has this amazing connection with supporters. What's that like getting back out there again in front of your home crowd when you've got a sold-out crowd, yep. 24,000 people screaming and chanting, waving scars? What's that like again for you? It's somebody who's 41 years in yep. to a professional career now, do you still get excited? Why, why do you have to mention that? It's more See, of a this, compliment. It's an ages thing. I'm sure you. 41 years, you you you're still doing this. Yeah, still doing it. Still, still got the same enthusiasm. Love it. And opening day, it you, opening day of the season at home. There's nothing quite like it because everybody's full of that optimism. Everybody thinks it's going to be their year, and we coupled that with a good result as well. We good a good win. And uh, no, the TC TCF Bank Stadium uh, last year for us. You know, before we move into what's going to be the best stadium in the country, everybody keeps saying it, but we had the pleasure to go there last last week with the guys, which was terrific. But uh, no, it's it's always nice to play at home. Uh, you know, there's nothing like running out in front of your own fans and then delivering a performance and a win. 
you know, it's a bit like the other day that weekend against Houston, back at home again after a, you know, three or four games on the road. It's always special when you come home and give the people who actually support you something to cheer about because we didn't give them an awful lot at times last year, but we've had a good start at home this year. Yeah, it's great that your fans can watch with this new TV deal on Fox Sports North. And it's great because they turn out to all the bars. A lot of the bars that we made trips to last year with Heineken, doing yeah. our Adrian Heath show live on location, the local, the Nomad, uh, so many great places. Um, the one down by Target Field, what was that one? That one that you literally scared me half to death because you got there 30 seconds before the show started. Was it, oh, Flaherty's or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it was. was but you Right didn't, across from first half. Yeah, but you didn't tell me there was a game, there was a big concert on at first half. There was a, the twins were at home. It was a little bit busier than we'd expected. Somehow that was my fault, I'm sure, Correct. right? Well, it was, because I didn't know all of this. So I just sauntered no, you, down. You taking, probably sat in the car until yeah. a minute before the show started. And just to you wind said, you up. Yeah, <laughs> just to give me that bit of panic that I was going to have to do the Adrian Heath show without Adrian Heath. It doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah. Per se. Uh, okay, so we've just gotten through the, the first month of the season. We've gotten through March. What I want to do when we come back is I want to touch on this past month of April that we just had and, and kind of talk about that. And then we're going to kind of talk about some of the things that have been going on, whether that's injuries, whether that's new signings. So we still got plenty more to come. Stick around right here. The Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. We now continue with more of The Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. Presented by Heineken. Welcome back to the Adrian Heath Show. Adrian, let's get right into it because we're, we're recapping the 2018 season so far. This is our first episode this year. Again, brought to you by Heineken on 1500 ESPN here. We, we've gotten through the month of March. Uh-huh. We're now into April. want to talk how you felt the month went in retrospect. Some good performances Although uh, the first weekend was off, the bye week early on, on the week of the 7th, I believe. Uh, then it was back-to-back trips to the West Coast, Portland and Seattle, arguably two very difficult places to play. How Was there a thought, by the way, of staying out on the West Coast? Because you go those two time zones different. Yeah. Kickoff is roughly 9, 9.30 um, on the first game back here in Minneapolis. The second game was a, was a 3 o'clock kickoff, so not as difficult, but... It's a weird one, having two West yeah. Coast trips coming back in. If we'd have been Wednesday, Saturday, we certainly would have stayed out there. But it was a Saturday for the yeah. first game in Portland and then a Sunday afternoon uh, And one of the one Seattle. of the things we are here, Jamie, we, we're still only three hours away. Normally, we're pretty, we're pretty central, yeah. so our, our travel is not, not so bad. Had we been on the, completely on the East Coast and you're, you're talking about a six-hour flight, maybe you'd have thought about it, but certainly... I think for the players, it's you know, it's, it's always good to get back home, get back into your own home, your own bed, and so you know, we 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 were back the next uh, the next day. So there was not really much of a thought that had it been a midweek game, we probably would have done. But looking at the two performances, certainly the 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 Portland game, we gave ourselves a mountain to climb again with two really poor goals we gave away, and then really took the game to them. And I was disappointed in the end that we didn't come away from it. Uh, the Seattle game. Awful first off, we weren't at the races, didn't look ready to play, didn't look like we had any enthusiasm. And then at half time, we had a few words and uh, managed to shake one or two people up. And the second half actually was very good. You know, when Christian came on, gave us a lift, um, which we didn't have in the first first half, gave us a threat up front. And I thought his relationship with Darwin actually gave us something to look forward to, which I thought was looking forward was looking good the other day until Christian went off. So when I look back, it was um, 
not bad. Ball circulation, ball possession, very, very good. Two mistakes cost us dearly. And we've, we've done it in four games this year. Conceded two goals very quickly after about 25, 30 minutes. And it's something that we've we've spoke about, something that we are trying to address because, as I've said numerous occasions, if you keep uh, scoring, uh, conceding three goals on the road, you ain't winning too many games. Yeah, that has to frustrate you, right? I mean, when when you prepare all week and you give a, a game plan in front of the guys, you give them video, you give them pictures, you give them everything. But then once the game starts... Well, it, it's I, kind of out of your hands, right? We, it yeah, once you cross the line, the you hope that you've given them enough information. You've given them the pictures, as you say, and you know that we do that. You know, I think the biggest problem and the disappointing part has been, was it that we were dragged all over the place and we didn't have a good shape? You know, you're thinking, well, there's something there to work on. We've been in really good spots. It's just been individual errors that have cost us. And every it seems as it seems like every mistake that we've made in our own penalty area has ended up in the back of the net. And as I keep saying to the guys, eventually we have to do something about that. Now, whether that's a change of system or a change of personnel, but we can't carry on doing it, and we won't. If it carries on, we will make changes. Well, you talked about the change of system, and this puts a nice little bow on the recap because you mentioned a name, Darwin Quintero, in there that I want to get back to momentarily. But let's talk about the other night's game against Houston. And the reason I say change of system was because, one, it was a, it was a great home win mm-hmm. back at home at TCF Bay Stadium to start a five-out-of-six home game stand. But during the game, you made a system change to a 4-3-3 from your 4-2-3-1. Uh-huh. So instead of the four midfielders, two defensive guys, three yep. attacking players, and one up top, you switched it to four defenders, three midfielders in tight, yep. and then three guys up high. Uh, very similar to what Houston was doing. That was a mid-game adjustment. It was 1-1 at the time, I believe, that happened. Yeah. Um, go down early, at least scores yeah. 10 minutes in. Darwin gets the penalty before halftime. It's 1-1. When you make that change, yep. is it something you're seeing? Is it something the staff seeing? What causes that? Because I know you like your system, and it's and it's... Arguably, in my opinion, the best system yeah. in the country. But what made you change on the night? Well, we had a 15-minute spell, and if you, I think that the, the the final nail in the coffee for the system on the night was Bobby's save. The incredible Ma- save. Bobby made Crossing a great save. Yeah. Beasley. Minotas gets on the the end of it. Great, it looks a certain goal. Yeah, great save, game-changing save. Well, we talked about there in the yeah. week how yeah. goalkeepers need to be able to do that for the team. Exactly to and, win them points, right? Yeah, and that wins you two points. And in the end, that was for me. We we have to get a foothold back in the game. They'd had a 10, 12 minute spell where we'd hardly got out of our own half. They were dictating with their system. And I just felt we needed another body in midfield to maybe quell what was going on, to get somebody around Martinez, their number 10, to get two people tight to Saran and um, Bonnie at Garcia. And it did change the game. Absolutely. You know, it's one of them things that you do and it makes it look as though you know what you're doing when you make it because suddenly it has an influence on the game. It changes the game. The, the, the most important thing is that the people on the field buy into what you're doing. Now, it's very easy for Darwin Quintero, who's a number 10, to go, oh, I've got to play the left wing, I've got to be chasing fullbacks. Went out there, did it. But not only did he, had, a, had an influence in the game from there. You know, some of his play breaking quickly, and his combination play was excellent when he went out there. So, it, it, you know, the game, the tactical changes that we made actually changed the course of the game. So sometimes you do it and you lose your rhythm. This particular occasion, it actually influenced the game in a positive way. 
That's Adrian Heath on the Adrian Heath Show in 1500 here, presented by Heineken. You find the right guy in Darwin Quintero. Yep. At a great reported transfer fee. You can confirm that. You can deny that. Whatever you want to do on this. No, it, it was a great value. That's good bit I of think, business. I think so, yeah. And, and then uh, obviously for the result that's come in the first three games. Yeah, and I think also that you, if once you get to know the kid, I think the fact that he's had two clubs in 10 years tells you everything you need to know. Loyal. Yeah, and he, he wants to be part of what you're building. You know, when we when I sat down and spoke to him when we went down to Panama, you know, he spoke about what the project was long term. Not like what's going to happen next week and what's happening till the end of the season. Wanted to know, you know, he bought his family over already. He's got himself a house, got the kids in school. You know, he's, he's going to be part of what we're trying to build here over the next three, four years. because And that's really important with the designated player. Other people in the club have to realise the stability of this guy's coming, he obviously likes the project, and that will help us down the road bring more DPs in. Well, you, you brought up a point that I wanted to dive into. What's that What's that first meeting like when you go into this? You you know, you, you sit down, you go to you go to Panama, you watch him play in the game, you sit down, do you you know, do you buy the coffee? Does he buy the coffee? Because he's the player making a lot <laughs> of money. Players don't buy anything. Do you, you know, know that. You, you know, should know that. <laughs> oh, is that right? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure normally you're the one making me buy the coffee. You know, yeah. no. It's uh I'm kidding. But how did, how does that go, right? What's well, you, that first meeting like? Well, it's obviously always a little bit strange when you first sit down, but I think the most important thing is having been a player. I know what he wants to hear, and I know what he wants to talk about. So once you've got the, you know, the nicest he's out the way, how are you doing, pleased to meet you, blah, 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 it, then it's down to what, what our project is. What are we trying to do with the club? Where do we see him? Where's his best position? How does he feel? And within, it doesn't take you long. Within a few minutes, you start to get a feel for people, you know, what their personality is like, what their nature is, how often do they smile when you're talking to them. And it became pretty evident between me and Manny when we were sitting there within a few minutes that... He spoke about long term. He spoke about a project. He spoke about where do you see him? Where does he? Where do we see him fitting in? And we spoke about how important he's going to be for us. When you bring your first DP in, it's so important, and we have to get these things right because it's when you go into the ownership group and say we need a few million for this player, they go really. So the first one that you've that you bring in is so important because they see that there's value in these people. They see that they are difference makers. They see that they, they make a difference, not only on the field with their own performance, but the difference they make to the team. Well, you bring up a good point, and here's what I want to do. We, we're up against a break, so I want to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking about the process of signing the club's first designate player, what it means, how Darwin Quintero has adapted, and then the other few signings that we've had along the way. So stick around. Plenty more to come on the Adrian Heath Show right here on 1500 ESPN. The Adrian Heath Show is back on 1500 ESPN, presented by Heineken. Once again, here's Jamie Watson. Adrian, we got you back here. We got you right in the midst of Darwin Quintero and designated player talk. Yep. It's real. It's here. It's happened. It's happening. Darwin Quintero has been hugely influential in the first three games. Now, he almost brought the team back in, in Portland. Yep. Almost led the comeback in Seattle. Both yeah. games you weren't able to get a result in, but at home the other night against Houston, he spearheaded the attack. Yeah. He was named the uh, the Bell Bank Man of the Match for his performance. Signing a designated player. Yeah. When you see how well it's going in the first three weeks, and you all sit there with the sporting side and with mm-hmm. the ownership, does that spark talk of going, well, is there another Darwin? Is there a second Darwin out there that we can find? Or maybe a defensive Darwin? And then could we add in another guy? Because he seems yeah. allowed three designated players. 
Does the start going so well for Darwin maybe lead there to more designated players in the future? Well, you hope so, because it's very unusual for us now to play anybody in the league who hasn't got a minimum of three designated players on the pitch. You know, people don't sometimes forget that. I think we played Portland on on the day, on the night they had eight DPs on the pitch. And well, to, eight DP caliber players. Uh, no, three, eight eight players who have been DPs have been DPs in their career and have been because of the rule stipulations. So and, you can buy the salary down with your time or your gam or your target allocation money. It's very complicated, but the bottom line of it is, they had eight players on the pitch who at one stage have been a DP for Portland. Wow. And that is what's happening within the league. So we've got Darwin Quintero. The great thing about him is that he started really, really well. I think it's evident and it's there for all to see that the influence that he's had on the team. It's a big opportunity to let everybody know your first impressions of the new signings we've had. So much like last year where we did the word association, I say a player's name, you're going to tell me the first word or first thought that comes to mind, but we're going to go the new guys this year. So new signings, rookies and everything. So rapid fire, or I'll buzz you if you take too long. Mm -hmm. Give me your first thought or first word association that comes to this player's mind when I say their name. Are you ready for this? Yep. Here we go. First game of the year. Adrian Heath, word association. New players on Minnesota United. First up, Carter Manley. Quiet, unassuming, intelligent. Well, he went to Duke, so that he should be smart. Yeah. Duke is also the second best school in the eight-mile radius there by University of North Carolina. Smart as well, you know, because they I, have to be. They're not nearly that. Do you know what always amazes me? That obviously I'm I, already I, off track after one question. No, but you, you know when people talk about these great institutions of, of education, like UNC and Duke, and then I find out that you went to UNC, and it, it changes everything. You thought, it right? changes everything. I always thought about these universities. By the way, thank God I could kick a soccer ball because <laughs> I wasn't getting in for my SAT score, which didn't top a thousand. Yeah. All right, next one, Alexi Gomez. Uh, Alexi. I haven't seen much of him. He's only been with us a couple of days. I would think he's a modern guy, full of tats, haircuts, clothes, um, cutting edge, I would say. All right, cutting edge. That's that's a good way to put it. I like that one. Yeah. Tyrone Mears. Quiet assassin. Quiet assassin. Very, <laughs> so very, if you're ever playing pickup, just watch your legs? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, you know, he's quiet. He's very unassuming. But as a as a presence about him, um, really really quiet. Don't, you don't you, you have to really force him to get him in, in, in any sort of lengthy conversation. He does have that quiet, yeah. quiet tone to him. When he speaks. But quite steely behind it. You know that he's he's quite serious in what he's doing. Okay, uh, France Pengop. This is a difficult one because you know he don't speak any English. So, so that, what have you got? What is your quick word association? Well, on I, France Pengop. I know Comme ça va, which is how are you in, in French and très and bien, very good. That's where it starts good. and stops each day. Yeah, so it, that's the only thing I ever hear, très bien, which is very good. So, uh, no, another guy, really quiet, um, sometimes can be mistaken, shall we say, for being moody, uh, but I'm assured that he's not. It's just that he's a little bit, a little bit nervous with the language situation. All right, that's fair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his Cameroonian partner, Bertrand Owundi. Completely reverse. Always got a smile on his face. Looks like he's the happiest guy in the world. Looks like he's just 
picked a fifty dollar note up off the ground every time you see him. That's a good analogy. Yeah, he uh, makes me pretty happy. No, he's 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 he's, uh, he's completely different because he's always got a smile on his face. Franz is scowling every time you look at him. Whereas a Wundy's just happy to be here. I think. All right, Wyatt Armsberg. Wyatt Armsberg, another educated guy. Where did he go? He went to. Uh, where did he go? Dartmouth. Dartmouth. That's supposed to be decent education, no? Yeah, not, you're not wrong. So he's yeah. smart. Yeah, he's smart. So he 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 did your taxes and shares. That's <laughs> that's what you're saying, right? I'm sure he could. He probably <laughs> could. It probably could be a nice refund. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he could. But no, he's uh, he, we he's he's had one game, and he was a, a bit of a baptism of fire for him at the Red Bulls against Bradley Wright Phillips with his movement. But we we're, we're very confident that we've got a good kid. kid. He's, you know, yeah, he, he, he has a game this weekend playing on loan for Tulsa. We'll see how he does. But we've got big hopes for him down the road. Absolutely. All right, Mason Toy. Oh, Mason. Um, is that Mason? No, it's not. Mason, something. Mason. <laughs> On the phone. He said say something you. nice. He's very, <laughs> he's saying, what should you say yeah. about me? Um, no, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a different kid. He's a little bit out there. He's uh, got an opinion. Um, a little bit cocky, people might say. A bit like you, actually. That fine line of cocky and confident, right? Just yeah. Just that line. Yeah. You never were like that ever, huh? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why you like both of us so much. <laughs> All right, let's go uh, Darwin Quintero. I'm made up because I'm not the smallest guy in the club anymore. Hey, it's great, right? We yeah. love interviewing him, standing next to him. You and I feel so big on top of the world. But he's, he's another, Darwin is a really happy guy. Yeah, The smile's never very far away from his face. Loves playing football. Comes in every morning. Loves the little 5v2s, the little rondos in the morning. But no, he's uh, he's been a breath of fresh air to come into the club because it's really important when you bring somebody into the club that younger guys can look up to, not only because of what he's done, but the way he behaves, the way he acts, the way he trains. And he's been he's been terrific for the younger guys. All right. Matt Lampson. Matt. That's, it. That's how you describe him, huh? No, I would describe him as studious. Studious? Yeah. Please define studious. What do you well, call that? I don't think I've ever seen him in social time without a crossword, ever. Is he? Does he do them in pen? Is he? Yeah, is he pen crossword. Yeah, does the crosswords in the morning, crosswords at lunchtime, crosswords at the hotel, crossword every time I see him, which is quite which is quite good to see him doing it. And when he throws the odd question to Sam Nicholson, now that's oh, an God. education for you. <laughs> That's quite interesting to see I feel like that uh, Sam trying would to be quick and, yeah. and over within seconds. It yeah. would be the question. It's, co- it's quite interesting go, to see know. them two do a do a crossword when Matt's throwing questions to Sam. All right, Maximiana. Uh, Maxi doesn't speak much English at this moment in time, so obviously paired up with Ibsen. Really nice kid. Another kid who's. I think he's really bought into the fact that he's come to. You know, when you think he's from Rio. You wonder how he's going to settle in the Twin Cities, but he's, he's settled in fantastic. Really good kid. Another one, smiles never far away from his face. Getting a little frustrated now, needs to get, needs to want, wants to start playing, but uh, we've got big hopes for him once he gets on the field. All right, and last but not least on Word Association, that was supposed to be quick, that's turned into story time. Yeah. Harrison Heath. Uh, what can I say about him? Takes after his father with his looks. <laughs> I have to say that because my wife's sitting here in the room <laughs> as well, like, you know what I mean? That's it's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> fortunately, good guy. For, fortunately, he takes after his mother, and uh, no, it's, it's, it's big year for him. 
and he's he's uh, he's getting back to something like we thought he was going to be because when he came, he'd had a year of not playing regular football, but he's got himself in around the first team now, so it's going to be a big year for him. But I'm I'm hopeful that if he gets his break, he'll take it, which I think he will at some stage. Well, that's that's our first game of the year right there. Quick word association turned into we ran really long, so come back. We've got one quick segment to end, and we're going to end just like we did last year. We're going to rate Cal's call. Stick around. More to come on the Adrian Hughes Show right here on 1500 ESPN. Well, here we go. Final segment of the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. I'm your host, Jamie Watson. He's Adrian Heath, head coach of Minnesota United. And we're going to get into it. This is going to be a short segment because our quick game ran long. So as we dive in to what's left this week to talk about that we haven't touched on yet, and we've gone this long without mentioning Allianz Field. Yeah. How have we done that, Adrian? The, the palace to be mm-hmm. that is almost 50% completed right now. You took your team there last week. Yeah. You got a chance to see it. I wanted, what was their impression of it? I wanted the players to see where they're going to play. Because sometimes, you know, when you're in a, somebody else's home, and TCF Bank's been great for us, and the people have been great for us at the university. But there's nothing quite like your own stadium. And um, this is going to be home for the next 100 years, maybe. And people forget that that's how long football stadiums hang around. You know, part and parcel of European football is going to these magnificent magnificent cathedrals. And that's going to be our, our home for the next however long. And I wanted the players to see where they're going to play. They were all really excited about it. Going to be the most the best soccer specific stadium in the country, as told by Don Garber. By the way, was he was here last Thursday. He was there, and he was incredible. Saying that, incredibly impressed. But you can't help be, help but be. You know, it's going to be something else. And uh, I always say that people know it's going to be good. I'm not quite sure they know how good it's going to be when that place is full and it's rocking and that end behind the goal with all our supporters is full. It's going to be something else. And I, I keep saying, if you've got a chance to get a ticket or a season ticket, I know most of them have gone, if not all of them, you've got to get it now while you can because it's going to, there's going to be a waiting list. Call 7634Soccer to get on that wait list now because we've surpassed 14,500 season yeah. tickets. And that is the wait list to be able to get on the priority list for Allianz Field. That is exciting. How much have you had a hand in that? Building it? Obviously. Designing it? Playing Sims? A, a lot of the stuff was already in, in place when I got here, but uh, Bill's been very good. Bill McGuire in, in talking us through what, what do you need in the locker room? What do you need for the opposition? And we've gone down a different route because some, some clubs have been, you know, incredibly. Uh, the home dressing room is incredible. Got every amenity that you can have in the away room. They leave it a little bit sparse. We've been very, very good to the opposition as well. So the locker rooms are going to be fantastic, and uh, which is important for the players. But I think the most special thing for me is going to be the fact that the, the stadium is going to be wrapped, and it's going to it's going to look different than any other stadium in the country. It'll look incredible. It'll be beautiful right on the corner of 94 and Snelling. And I'm sure you had a little bit of say so in the coach's locker room, getting that marble countertop. The nice fixtures, the big comfy chairs. I'm sure that you've got to get your priorities right. That was here before you got here, though, right? That wasn't, you know, that is nothing. (laughs) That was all done. That was all done. Yeah, for other people. Well, we got it. We've got about a quick, quick minute breakdown of uh, our preview of this weekend's game against Vancouver. Another home match. This time, an afternoon match this Saturday at TCF Bank Stadium. Uh, So, talk about that. What's your thoughts on the match uh, against the Vancouver team? That is. That is up and down as of late. But they're very counter another counter attacking team. They sit deep, don't try and give you a lot of space in behind them. Try and catch you on the break. Um 
I've got a great relationship with their staff. Obviously, Cole Robinson's from from the UK, so it's it'd be good to see Robbo. Stuart Kerr was my old goalkeeper coach down in Orlando. Be great to catch up with him. Breck Shea, a friend of both of us, you know, be great to see Breck. So we know it's going to be tough. There's no easy games in this league, especially teams that play on the counter attack and don't really give you much room to play in behind them. But uh, for me, it's another winnable game. It's something that we can. It's another step out of these five or six. In the five games to the next six at home, we have to keep building on last week's result against Houston. Yeah, big homes, Dan. That kickoff is set for 1 o'clock. Uh, this Saturday, May 5th, you can see that on Fox Sports North, or you can listen here on 1500 ESPN. Pre-game coverage starts at 1230. Uh, well, Adrian, it is that time of the show mm. where we get to incorporate a goal call our good friend and play-by-play commentator Callum Williams. What one last year? What was the one? It's it's all is in. Yeah, the Christian Ramirez. Yeah, goal, of course. So well, what did we give it? What was the mark? Can you remember? I think it was an eight and a half. You gave it. Yeah, eight and a half or not. You were a tough critic. You didn't just throw out scores. Here's no. what I want to do. I want to go just instead of giving eights, eight and a half, all this. Give us decimal places this year. Give us give us specifics. You don't ever see the Olympic judges give an eight and a half. They give a eight point seven. They give a nine point two. Okay. Okay. Let's have a little bit of fun with this. So here's what we're gonna do. It's that time for Rate Cal's call. Where we are gonna have a goal call from one of the goals this year. Callum Williams gives it. Adrian Heath hears it, and he is gonna give us his thoughts. This is this year's first edition of Rate Cal's call. Look forward here for Molino, and in towards Ethan Finlay. Who scores? The Prince of Minnesota amongst the Purple Rain. Minnesota United score. It's Inchy's patch again. So there it is. The first goal in Orlando. The rain was falling. Orlando Stadium, Orlando City Stadium covered in purple. A place you used to play where you went and got a win yeah. this season. Ethan Finley scores. The Prince of Minnesota scores amongst the purple rain. Hey, very good, eh? Hey, that was clever. By, and it was only hey. raining for about 90 seconds that day, by the way. Got a bit of everything in there. Got the, the big, loud Finley. He got the Prince in. He got the purple rain. Yeah, I'm going to give it the 8.7. 8.7. Very yeah. original because that was one of the two numbers I threw out. Well done. Okay, I'm going to go 8.6 now. You can't change it. All right. Eight. First, first score, gut instinct, 8.7. They say when you... you I've still got to give myself a little bit of room. Okay. In case, case there's something better during the year. Well, that was a great start to rate Cal's call. We'll keep track of that all season long. And that was a great start to the Adrian Heath. So did you have a good time? Yeah, I did, mate. It's great. So let's uh, build on it for next week. Eh? Absolutely. Well, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Heineken, for having us on. Brad Lane, the program director, for having us back here on 1500 ESPN. And we're so thankful to Jonathan Harrison, our producer today. For Jamie Watson, your sideline reporter for Minnesota United, the host of the Adrian Heath Show, and for the head coach of Minnesota United, Adrian Heath, Thank you so much for tuning in to The Adrian Heath Show right here on 1500 ESPN. You've been listening to The Adrian Heath Show, hosted by Jamie Watson, presented by Heineken. For Minnesota United game and broadcast information, be sure to visit 1500ESPN.com and click on the United tab in the Sportswire.